if you think you're not afraid of the dark. If you think you have a strong stomach. If you feel nothing can shock you. If you believe you've seen everything. If you say you don't scare easily, what are they? One of those nights, y'all. Oh, yeah. We're back. Mike Rips, the Rantulist, transmitting live from the loft in Brooklyn at the regular time. Not live. Maybe someday I could pull that off, but if I get my head out of my ass, well, you know, once again, I'm just recording this into my phone on a stack of uh, paperbacks. What up, y'all? Mike Rips, the Ranchless. We're back, transmitting from the loft in Brooklyn. We're here, as we are usually on Thursdays or Fridays. It's been varying and doing some other weird things. But how y'all doing? How y'all been? What y'all up to? I hope you're enjoying your week, and I hope you're enjoying your life, more importantly. That's all you can do these days, is look to the positive, look forward. And I don't mean to the future, I mean look forward to... Whatever's coming your way, accept, never expect. Life's all about patience and discipline. It's weird. I kept saying that to myself since I was young. I've always said those two things. Yeah, has it paid off? Uh, hmm, uh, uh, good enough for me. I don't know. Regardless, what up? And I want y'all to please subscribe on iTunes. Please rate and please review. I got to start putting these up on the YouTube channel just with the picture and, you know, let it go and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, as I said, please, the best thing for you, for me, and the best thing for you as well, is to subscribe on iTunes. That's what I need y'all to do. That's the best way for me to get this shit off right now. And who knows, once I start, you know, cracking down on hate speech in this country, which we're not far off from that, this this might not exist anymore. Let's be real. But yeah, right now, out, as I said, the last fucking three or four weeks, Mink Condition Special Edition, New Sledge City Kids album, both available. Check them out. You'll be able to find it. Just Google anything and you'll see it. Mike Rips, Mink Condition Special Edition, and New Sledge City Kids, Sledge City LP. You know, we got a few things coming up. Uh, more bonus episodes as I did uh, with my man Thorough. Check that out. That was like a week or two ago. Check that out. And we're working on some other stuff for a bonus episode. We'll see who and what we can get at what time. But regardless, besides that, we also have some videos coming out from Mint Condition Special Edition. They'll be in the near future. We'll see what happens. But the near future also pertains to uh, my parents. They just moved to Texas. And that, I've been going back and forth between 
Brooklyn and Stanford, Connecticut oh, for the past like four weekends straight moving shit. It's like an extra day of working every day, but also been getting wasted because it's like a family party every time we go there. But they did make the move. They're down there and we'll see what go- happens from here. You know, it'll be fun. It's awesome. They live in the, you know, DFW, Dallas, Fort Worth area. And it's popping down there. I lived there for a little while when I was young. We were, you know, being little adolescent fucking shitheads. Too much preteen angst. But it's a great area. There's a lot to do there. I'd love to hit up Deep Ellum in Dallas. That's my spot. That's That's the fucked up, you know, the artsy, blah, 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 dickhead, hipster, whatever you want to call it. But I think they're probably there by now, to be honest with you. Well, it's 6.18 there. They're in central time zone, you know what I mean? But, you know, things happen, things change, and we just keep going with the ebbs and flow of uh, reality. It's like living in a pool moving or the lazy river, you know what I mean? Like a river flowing forward and just seeing what happens. That's what life's all about. What the fuck was that? I don't even know. But I do know that this weekend is It's our anniversary Me and Brenda have been uh, Me, Brenda and I The lovely Brenda, my wife My lovely wife We've been married for one year Coming up this Saturday It would be a week ago to this day Not date Would be when we had the rehearsal dinner So it's creeping It's in a day Is our anniversary or a day or two It's Saturday which is funny because that's the day the royals get married. What's her name? The girl from Suits and uh, Prince Harry. God bless him. We'll see. I mean, I'm sure it's going to be all over every goddamn channel in the U.S. and the U.K. and everywhere. And every it's probably going to be in every country. Everyone, I'm pretty sure we're going to watch it. Let's be honest. <laughs> Fuck it. But it is anniversary weekend, and like, I'm so fucking stupid. I'm gonna, you know, I'll probably try and do some dumb shit like. Text Brenda, like, just the eggplant emoji, like, in a row, like, trying to show her, like, oh, you know, it's going down this weekend. And, you know, when she gets it, she'll be like, oh, okay. And she'll send back the little cherry, the tiny little cherry emoji. You know what I mean? That's what she'll send back to me, you know? It's, it's, uh, you know, but that's what's the shit. It's funny and it's awesome. Speaking of her and I together, I have this uh, thing I want to do with her where I found out about this new soccer player. His name is uh, Kaka, <laughs> Brazilian soccer player, Kaka, K-A-K-A. I, I, I don't know, maybe, it, I don't know how else you would pronounce this. I found out about him off some weird article about people on Twitter, and this is one of the guys to follow, but it was, it was a weird article. I don't even want to get into that because I'll go off on a goddamn tangent, but... This dude's name is Kaka, and my goal right now with Brenda and I, not for our anniversary, but shortly after, because the World Cup is coming, so maybe for that, or maybe we'll go to an MLS game, and I'm going to have her probably wear the Messi jersey, and I'll wear the Kaka jersey, and then we'll put our arms around each other, you know, I'll be first, she'll be second from the back, and it says, Messi Kaka, you know what I'm saying? I think I fucked that up. (laughs) She'll be... And to the left of me, and I'll be to the right, and it'll say Messi Kaka on the backs, which is, uh, you know, a, a rough predicament. Speaking of Messi Kaka, it's been like <laughs> raining and drizzling and shitting on all of us in this area. The weather's been out of control lately. Rain, rain, go away, come again some other day. 
It's like that, which I love this weather. I'm fucked up. I enjoy this shit. Like London is like this from what I hear, and so is Seattle with a lot of rainy days and cloudy days. I love it. I like sunny days too. On Saturdays, I, you know, Saturdays I like a sunny day. Sundays I like a cloudy day because I'm a fucking asshole. Friday and Saturday, sunny days are always great for those because there's so much positivity in those two days of the week. Really doesn't mean shit when you're doing the retail or the waiter hours because the days get, it doesn't really mean anything. But whenever it's one of these, I always listen to that song from Only Built for Cuban Links, Raekwon. It's a mystery. Rainy Days. It's one of the best Wu-Tang songs of all time. It's Ghost and Raekwon. Whenever it rained out, back when I was young, like, and I first had this album and I, I think it was seventh grade, something like that. Fucking... We always loved this record when it was a rainy New England day or, you know, Northeast New York Tri-State Area Day. It always rocked out for us, you know. Rainy days, Raekwon and Ghost, they just body it and the beat's crazy and it reminds you of a rainy day in the city. It reminds you of driving down Chinatown, driving down like Canal or the Bowery and just with the rain coming and that's, that's that song. That's what you picture when you hear that record. But well, you know what else Brenda and I did together besides uh, wear the Messi Kaka collaboration jerseys is we went and saw this Infinity War movie. And I have to tell you, I was skeptical going in because it was like uh, so many actors and so much going on. And, you know, these Marvel movies, some people think they're getting old. I maybe was leaning in that direction, although every time I watch one, I like it. So I don't even know why I would say that. But. I like the DC movies, too. It's just weird because I've read a lot of these storylines or the version that they're coming from. And, like, to see it come to life on the big screen is like, holy shit, I'd never pictured... This was a good example of that. This is basically the Infinity Gauntlet uh, series from the early 90s, late 80s. And it's Thanos going for the Infinity Stones and the Gauntlet, putting them together. It's It's actually brilliant. It's an excellent film just actually even the writing and the acting is very good in this one i was very skeptical going in and we actually had to do that thing we went it's three weeks out now and the lovely brenda and i went to the theater and we still had to sit dumb close but it wasn't bad this time it wasn't like when we saw dr strange we were close but it was still you could still see everything and some of the fight scenes were cool being that close actually it was a weird feeling like i might consider sitting not where we sat but a little closer because it felt like you were in the fight scene if you were that close it was crazy. But Josh Brolin bodied it as Thanos. And it's funny to finally see it. They've been talking about this forever. And, you know, Brolin just uh, kills it as this character. And now this weekend, Deadpool 2, he's coming out as Cable. So we're going to see Brolin do Thanos and Cable. So he's as badass as you can get. But it was cool because in the movie they centralize the story around Thanos and you already know the story of the Guardians and Thor and Iron Man and this new version of Peter Parker Spider-Man which I'm so not sold on but I ended up loving it at the end I'm not going to completely spoil it just in case anybody that would listen to this hasn't seen it yet or even gives a shit to see it who knows but one thing that always stands out to me is what was dope in Wakanda in Black Panther world 
like they're there and he meets up with the other dude from the other tribe that where, where they put him in ice when they get his body from fucking the movie and they shake hands on the arm like that. It's like, it just reminds me of recently this guy that I'm, you know, uh, somebody I work with, he just came right out of the bathroom and I uh, showed him an accomplishment I just had, you know what I mean? Something that was positive and he was just like, oh, and he held his hand out and I'm like, motherfucker, I knew he just took a shit. So I'm like, motherfucker, God damn it, this dude. Did he wash his hands? Did he? I don't know. I, I pray to God. Regardless, I'm not going to be a dick and be like, pound it out. I didn't even do that. I shook his hand, whatever, and I went straight in the bathroom, pretended to take a piss, and then washed my hands thoroughly. A lot of lather on the soap and all that. You know what I mean? But you never know. That's, that's what happens when you're confused about life and many other things. But I would strongly suggest... I don't know how that got into not washing your hands poppy style from Seinfeld after you take a shit. But that Avengers Infinity War is a brilliant film. Really liked it. Really enjoyed it. Uh, I mean, there's so much going on in the world that I wanted to comment on, but I think I'm going to skip it. The You know, obviously the midterm elections is probably the most important thing to everyone in this country. And everyone was expecting the blue wave. I, I'm praying for a blue wave while I listen to new wave. Like, uh, if it happens, I don't even know. Who knows? I don't. Does it matter? That's a bigger question that we don't know. And also, the thing we've been seeing with this Jerusalem thing, where the the uh, U.S. embassy was moved to Jerusalem. There's rioting. Palestinians killed. I could go on and on and on about it, but I want to skip it because who the fuck knows? There's no right answer, and we'll never know. I really don't know. Who the fuck? It's over my pay grade. That's what I'll say. Um, who knows? I don't know. All I say is they have the settlements there. Maybe there could be some concessions before you want to move the embassy. But, you know, if neither side's willing to compromise at any level, but it would make the argument better for some of the people who say, oh, they just want to go in and they just want to, the Palestinians, I mean, this is what Israel says, they just want a war with us, blah, blah, blah. So that's why we're doing what we're doing. But the occupation or the settlements, what if you ease up on that, let's say, you're going to move the embassy to Jerusalem, but you ease up on the <coughs> occupation and settlements in the Gaza Strip or in Palestinian territory, right? Ease up on that, make a compromise. And then if what you guys claim would happen, that's your main talking point, if you claim like they would still rush the gate and you have to gun them down and all that shit, your argument would have so much more validity to it. But I don't know what to make of it. It's way over my pay grade. I don't know. <coughs> I just hope... I wish for some day where this isn't going on and people can just say, you know, it's not agree to disagree because no one agrees to disagree. And maybe that doesn't even exist. It is what it is. But we can all agree that the Mets team is a piece of shit right now. They won that blowout against the Toronto on, I think, what was it, Monday? And then they played an afternoon game where Toronto did the same thing to them. And then it's just like injuries, suspects, Bruce was on fucking like paternity leave and fucking he now fucking uh, has the plantar fasciitis. The Mets are a mess. We'll see what happens. They're not playing tonight. The Yankees or the Mets aren't playing tonight. Tonight's an off night. There's no basketball. It's weird. So we'll see what the fuck happens. I don't know. I, uh, the Mets are done, I think. I uh, Like if anybody, if they have some kind of grit, they need to show it right now because otherwise the whole season's over. Speaking of the NBA playoffs, like I just said, last night the uh, 
the Rockets beat the Warriors by a lot. What the fuck is this? The Rockets beat the Warriors. The It's the Celtics 2-0. It's the Rockets and Golden State 1-1. And I think what will happen is it'll go 6 with the Rockets and the Warriors will win. And it'll go 6 or 7. We'll see what happens with Cleveland on the next game. If they lose the next one, they're probably getting swept. Who knows? But maybe 6-7 to seven on that Boston-Cleveland. I think Boston probably will win. I don't even know. It's... It's really crazy in that world right now. Because we might not, based on what we're seeing from Boston at this moment, we might not see Golden State versus Cleveland this year. Besides that last weekend, we saw the great <coughs> Vasily Lomachenko. And a lot of people were hating because there was a knockdown. Linares put him down. It was a, he got him. He caught him. with It was a jab, I think. And then, what's his name? Lomachenko. <clears throat> they get knocked down but came back up. But then I think it was the 11th round where Lomachenko hit him with that body shot and put Linares down like it was nothing. And that was the 11th round. It was a good fight. It was a very good fight. It was a competitive fight. But Lomachenko won, and a lot of people went crazy. A lot of people are saying this, that, and the other thing. And now <clears throat> I think I saw Vasily Loma go on fucking um, his Instagram and say, like, oh, who do you want to see me to fight next? And it's obviously everyone's going to say Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia, Mikey Garcia. That's what it was, actually. And I, he'll, I don't know. I'd have to go with Lomachenko, and I love Mikey, but we'll see what happens. It was a good night. It was a good night of boxing. We saw, what's his name, Huey, Huey Fury won again in the UK over the pond across there. We've seen that fight on HBO, the main event. Saddam Ali versus, uh, my, what's his name, that Mexican dude, Mangua. Oh, boy. That dude, Saddam Ali, got the shit beat out of him. And they should have stopped it so much earlier. It was a goddamn disgrace. It was wild as fuck. And speaking of wild as fuck... That uh, Wilder and Joshua thing is really heating up at this point. They have, uh, like, supposedly they've been sitting down and they've been negotiating, and I've been hearing from a lot of people that are so-called insiders, I'm doing the bitch-ass air quotes right now, that this fight is going to happen this year. And I wouldn't doubt it. Like, if they're not signed to other people and they're not signed to fight other people, because this could be a pay-per-view in the U.S., I think, honestly, despite, I guess... Deontay's not necessarily a household name, but like a lot of people would buy this, I think, because they could hype it enough. I don't know. We'll see. This weekend, though, there's a lot of fights. We got Lee Selby. He's fighting this cat, Josh uh, Warrington on Showtime. Gary Russell Jr. versus Joseph Diaz. Then there's uh, that one, Adonis Stevens versus uh, Stevenson versus Badu Jack, a light heavyweight shit. I hope Badu Jack beats him just so they can get this dude out of there because he hasn't, he didn't fight. I think maybe Andre Ward wanted to fight him with the light heavyweight. You also have Better Biv, Bivol, uh, Kovalev, a lot of these motherfuckers up there. That light heavyweight division is stacked. But this dude, Adonis Stevenson, has been in seclusion in Montreal doing whatever he wants to do, not fighting these other light heavyweights. So hopefully Badu Jack can take it on Saturday night. We'll see what happens. Now, the book I wanted to talk to you all about that I just finished was, uh, I've heard of this before vaguely here and there, was uh, Emperor Fu Manchu, Sax Romer, who, what the fuck is this dude's real name? It's so weird. 
His fucking name is Arthur Henry Sarsfield Ward. That's his real name, but his, uh, I guess his pseudonym where he's uh, writing, writing short stories. I guess he wrote all novels, but they were serialized in the old pulp magazines back in the 20s and the 30s. But this one, from what I can tell, was published in 59. I don't know if it was published posthumously, one of those things, or it came out while he was still alive. He died in 59. He was born in 1883. But his main character was this villain, Emperor Fu Manchu, and he fought this guy, uh, what's his name, Nalen Smith. And uh, Nalen Smith had a sidekick that was like kind of, this is almost, uh, what's it called, predecessor to James Bond or something, or maybe, uh, yeah, it must have been. Because Ian Fleming said he was very influenced by this when I listened, and I remember I mentioned this to you guys, where I had that Ian Fleming conversation with Raymond Chandler. And they were talking about, they call it thriller back then. I don't know, like, this was just an action, I guess, action thriller. Uh, Fu Manchu had some interesting things in it. There was a couple beheadings. There was this one, like, uh, uh, chamber of insects. I don't know what you call that. I know etymology or something like that is a study of insects. I don't know what you would call, like, a zoo or museum of them. But they were, like, spliced genetically. So they had, like, poisonous venom from this one, tarantulas and bees and wasps. It was crazy. That scene really was impressive. The writing was good. And remember the last time I, um... I go, remember the last time when I brought up Thunderball? That was the last book I finished. And I went right into the Sax Romer, Emperor Fu Manchu. And uh, after I heard Ian Fleming say that he gave him props, it was like, I like this better than Ian Fleming's writing. Ian Fleming's writing was a little more dense than this. This was accessible and it's old as fuck. He's older. Other shit is even older. But there were some good scenes where I was like, oh, there's zombies in this called the Cold Men too, which I find interesting because I don't have time to Google it, but this shit was published before Night of the Living Dead, which, you know, is pretty much the biggest zombie movie. Barbara, you know, the original George A. Romero shit. But this shit's very good. Of course, people want to talk about how it's offensive these days because there's definitely racial overtones. It's it's basically racist. He probably was too when it comes to Chinese people, Asian people in general, I guess. Every stereotype's in it. But, um... I don't know. That's what how people. I, I don't want. I don't want to be, make it so simple as oh, they're a victim of the times. Like they're not victims. Number one, he was very successful in this genre, and it's funny because I never really knew too much. In the back of my mind, I always heard Doctor Fu Manchu referenced in random things, but uh, I've never read this shit till now, and it's excellent. I do have to admit, I liked it a lot. Check it out if you got a chance. And I believe he was influenced by some of my other favorites, such as. Edgar Allan Poe and Arthur Conan Doyle, who both I've read many of their short stories, the Sherlock Holmes shit, and then Poe, the Telltale Heart, the Raven, his poetry, his articles. I've endlessly read a lot of this shit. And uh, this thing fits right in there. It's good. It's a little more updated than something like Poe or Doyle. But check it out if you get a chance. Now, the album I wanted to talk to you all about this week was uh, from this cat. I think I got put onto this from listening to the Henry Rollins radio show. His name's Alex Cameron, and his last album that came out last year, 2017, was uh, Forced Witness. This shit's dope. It's 10 records. It certainly reminds me of some like late 80s, early 90s, or maybe even more just 80s synth pop. With uh, It sounds maybe almost like New Order 
or uh, Depeche Mode, some shit like that. He's from Sydney, Australia. Really fucking dope shit. This album I, I thoroughly enjoy. And he's got a, quite a few videos from this shit. And it blew up. I guess he got signed or something like that by that that, that band I'm not a fan of. The, the Killers. I'm not too familiar with their music either, but this shit's amazing. And he had an album before that called... Um, Jumping the Shark, I believe. And that's very good, too. But that's even more synth pop. It's more bootleg. It sounds... Maybe even sounds... This shit kind of sounds like Joy Division a little bit. Goth synth. I don't know. It's really good, to be honest with you. And I think a while ago, last year or something like that, uh, Rollins kept playing it on the radio show. And I looked for it online last year on like YouTube and all that shit and just to hear the album. And it wasn't posted. It was probably right when it came out. But then I listened to it. Also, side note, that was weird. Henry kept being like, oh, it's like vulgar. So they had to edit it. He, he doesn't curse almost that much at all. But there's certainly what I would say would be considered misogynistic lyrics and homophobic lyrics on this shit. Which, let's not take out of context. It's within context. It's not, I'm not saying that it's, he is homophobic or misogynistic at all. It's in context of the record. But you know how some people might take offense to that for no reason, which makes no sense to me, to be honest with you. But it's bold in this day and age, and it came out last year. It's quite bold. I really hope to see this dude live. Also, I see it's funny because he toured with Mac DeMarco, who I did one of his albums on here maybe a few months ago. And when I heard it, he sounds nothing like Mac DeMarco, and I'm not even going to make that comparison. But um, when I heard it, uh, it, the only thing I can even think that it's somewhat like in this day and age would be Mac DeMarco, and they sonically sound nothing alike. But check it out. Alex Cameron, Forced Witness fucking uh his other album jumping the shark if you're into that what is it like joy division new order which is obviously new order evolved out of joy division uh depeche mode all that 80s synth pop shit that's what this dude sounds like and it's really good but you know give it a chance and i'm gonna sign off y'all i'm happy i finally did this a shorter episode for once but peace y'all enjoy love y'all